funny you said that because my daughter also had a sleepover last night. Okay. Although I don't, I think it, technically it's just, just, it's just called an over. There's no sleeping. Right. Right. Late night, a lot of candy, a lot of, uh, yeah. A lot of movies and probably, um, I don't know what, 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 what do they do at their sleepovers in Germany? I have no idea. They're all pretty drunk. Okay. <laughs> They're 11 now. So yeah. So I, that makes sense. I can't use any of that. Can I? <laughs> sure. It's not that funny. It was, no, it was, it was mostly, I'm assuming they are all on their phones doing Instagram. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, it's probably that. Hello and welcome to episode 629 of the Two Hosers Photo Show. My name is Alan in Tübingen, Germany. With me, as always, is Adam in Vancouver. Vancouver, Canada. What's going on in Vancouver, Canada, Adam? Uh, I don't know. Not much. It's, it's, it's blah here. It's just blah. Way to sell it. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. Is, don't, that is that is not come here people tourism uh guide says don't come here right now in in january don't go to vancouver well i don't know i i you don't ski though do you no i used to but no the north shore mountains are you should google it if you're if you're if you're if you're uh still listening google go to youtube and look check out uh grouse mountain night skiing it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I don't think the mountains have had great uh, snow this year because the weather hasn't been great. Oh. So I've heard people talking about, yeah, I'm sure it's fine because they, certain temperatures, they can make some snow, but I've heard people complaining about the local mountains not being in the greatest really? shape. So yeah, yeah, but just, just clients at work telling me like that do ski saying like, yeah, this hasn't been a great year for the local mountains. Okay. Uh, it happens. Uh, unfortunately, I remember there were some years in the past, like one year, I remember they, they actually had to dig a trench so that you could ride the chairlift. The, the snow was that high, which is wow, crazy. It's, yeah. It's not that. It's not that. Um, but, and then it, and then it is, um, it, then it, like the, the view is amazing. It's not the best ski hill in the world. It's, it's kind of small, Gross Mountain, but, uh, the views are outstanding. Like looking over downtown Vancouver and, and Stanley Park and out. Etc. It's the one we, we were at, at the Grouse Grind this year. Um, in the summertime, we hiked up, and I think we I might have posted some photos in the past. I don't know. But I used to go skiing to Grouse quite often, and I had like a season's pass, which was pretty cheap one year, I remember. And they had this was one of those years that they had a ridiculous amount of snow, like unbelievable, and it, and, and but late, late in the season. And... I just kept going. We're talking about like April in the, in like late mid to late April or something like that. And it's very sunny, but they still had tons of snow. So I'd go up, go snowboarding. Like I, I got sick time at work. because I had a, a union job, Adam. Right. And so I got a ridiculous number of sick days for no reason at all. So I used to get the snowboard flu and uh, right. go up. So te- technically speaking, I was a professional snowboarder for a time. Okay. Like technically. Yeah. Um, uh, and so I would go up there and then just go up there and uh, just sunny and go up in a t-shirt and, and do this. And so finally they realized, oh, well, it's, it's only season pass holders coming up. No one's buying day tickets. 
So we're not making any money. It's costing us money. And Leslie Nielsen would like to film Mr. Magoo on the mountain. Okay. So we're just going to close down so you can't use your pass anymore. Because <laughs> Mr. Magoo, right. they're going to lens Mr. Magoo. And I'm, I, I, think it, I think it won best. No, it didn't win best picture, but it was nominated that year, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. Nobody saw Mr. Magoo. I've heard it. I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it looked it looked terrible. Uh, although it was kind of cool, not cool, not cool at all. But I was at, a, I remember at a party. I was at a party one time, and then I met the stunt man from Mister Magoo, which obviously red letter day for me, right? Yeah. But but so he was a stunt man in Vancouver, but he was uh, a young looking. He's like he's like thirty or something like that, but he looked like he was eleven teen. Okay. And so he was the stunt double. For the Malcolm in the Middle kid. <laughs> Who's that? Who's that kid? You know what I'm talking about? Freddie something, I think. Yeah. Freddie. Yeah. Uh, is so that his that name? Kid, but w- yeah, it's, I think it's Freddie something. Yeah. Because he, he, he made some movies like uh, where he played like a kid super agent or something. Yeah, yeah like shot a spy, spy Kids or something like that. Yeah. Spy Kid. No, it wasn't Spy Kid. That was Robert Rodriguez, uh. but... Uh, but uh, Anyways, Sorry. him I don't know. I never, I never met Robert. Although he was a huge influence on me going to film school. Robert Rodriguez, though, El Mariachi, big, big influence back then. Okay, this is taking a weird twist. We we could go down a, such a rabbit hole of of eighties, nineties movies and and the change that. Uh, for example, don't do it. I do. No, what, don't don't no, do it. No, listen. Sh- did we talk about this, about Jurassic Park? We talked about Jurassic yes, Park yes, a couple we weeks ago. Yeah. We finally, don't don't rush me, okay? Okay. Because I guarantee, as lame as this story is, still better than your stories. Okay. <laughs> that you have on tap, that you have prepared. Not that you sure. have bad stories, but the ones that you have prepared. Okay. It makes it sound like I had this prepared, and I certainly did not. That's not good. Uh, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Anyway, did we talk about how Vince Vaughn got cast in the Jurassic Park sequel? Uh, no. In the movie Swingers, and this will be the end of this. In the movie Swingers, there's a scene where he's at a party, gets a girl's number, and then behaves like a a jerk. And uh, they wanted to use the theme from Jaws in that one scene. A very very small movie made for uh, $250,000 back in 1995 or whatever it was. Huge movie, love the movie. So, in order to get the the use of that song, the 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 music, they had to show Steve Spielberg the movie before it was released, and he saw it and said, "Yeah, no problem. Go ahead, use it." Oh, and by the way, hey, the guy who's the star of this movie, I'm making Jurassic Park two. Do you want to be in it? Okay. Okay. It's a great That's, story. I'm glad. The, glad you delivered that. Yeah. Did you not? Okay, yeah, that's a terrible. That's a terrible break. Terrible break to go from the one of the background guys in Rudy to Swingers to all of a sudden you're in Jurassic Park. Yeah, and then old school and off. But you were in Jurassic Park. You're in Jurassic Park Two, the one that we nobody knows anything about. Yeah, we watched it. My son and I we finished it last night, and uh, it's he now he wants to watch number three, which I don't remember seeing. So. We'll get back to you. I'll I'll tell you some more Spielberg stories next week. 
Great. Can't wait. No. I got nothing. Patreon! Wait, wait, wait. Before you what? say Patreon, isn't there a new Spielberg movie? Look, don't bore us with these sort of stories, Adam. No, no. There's a new Spielberg movie. I thought you'd... Yes. It's all about the magic yes. of the movies or something. Yeah. His childhood or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you seen that? I've not seen it yet. Um, okay. it, 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 it takes a, a fair amount of effort to go out to the movies here in Germany, um, especially where we are. And so uh, I haven't, I, I, I've heard pretty good things that it's a, it's a good movie. And I, I do appreciate his story because his, his movies, his movies didn't shape your childhood and, my, and mine as well. Like our, I should have said our childhood. Uh, did they not? Uh, not really. No, not mine. You didn't see that French one, eh? <laughs> yes, I did see that, but I don't think it shaped my childhood. I saw it once you, uh, in the theater. That's it. Okay. You ever had a Reese's Pieces or are you allergic to peanuts? Uh, no, I've had it. Okay. Uh, there's a reason a that you've fan. had Reese's not, Pieces. Not, not, not no, no, fan. they suck. They're yeah. awful. There's, there's a reason, but there's a reason they sold a bazillion fish is because they were in that movie. Okay. What about, did you ever speak and or spell? You did that. Uh, I think I did it at someone's house. Did not own one. I still own mine. Kuahara. You ever have a Kuahara? No, didn't. Well, loser, obviously. <laughs> um, everybody had Kuaharas. So that was a bit, that was a big one. So he definitely, he definitely shaped your childhood. Okay. Now, before we get into the movie, always, um, he produced, he produced Back to the Future. Okay. You have felt the power of love, Adam. Yeah, I have. That's true. You're undercutting Spielberg as an influence in your life, buddy. Okay. Patreon. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Spielberg follows us on Patreon. I think. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, he definitely pledges. He he's got an alias though. His alias <laughs> is uh, my mom. <laughs> that's right. who. Right. That's what he goes by. He 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 goes by Judy Schwartz. So <laughs> what his alias is. Okay. Um. It's weird that my mom's name is Judy Schwartz. You'd think it'd be your mom, but here yeah. we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Patreon, go to our website, twohosers.com, and find the link. Uh, click on there. Pledge a couple bucks a month to help us keep this train, ro- train rolling, which is a good reminder. The monthly challenge for this month is trains, brought to you by Tommy G. It's G, right? Yeah, Tommy G. Tommy G is trains... Take your photo, put it on the Instagram, hashtag two hosers monthly challenge, hashtag hey hosers. Even better, do both of those things and tag us at two hosers, and we will talk about that. Uh, not next episode, the one after. Now, he has nominated Frank Pang, mm-hmm. who has, Frank has issued the challenge, shallow depth of field. Did I mention that already? No, you did not. I actually have to double check that. Because I I don't want to get it wrong. I'm pretty sure pretty sure the challenge from Frank was shallow shallow depth of field. It is it is. I'm double checking it right now. Triple checking. That's for February. He also right out of the gate nominated CBC Analog to make the next challenge for March. Okay, all right. Out of be Frank there. is Frankie. on it. Yeah, good job, yeah. Frank. Okay. There we go. So we got that out of the way. So trains not next week, the week after. That's what we're going to do. All right. What's going on, Adam? What's going on? Vancouver, boring. Snow? Um, 
No, just kind of cold and damp. Um, went to, I told you last week that I was going to go to Rogers Arena for Jack's Hockey. I think it might have been on the day that we podcasted last time or mm-hmm. the next day, later that day, something. So I, I did the move where, you know, you, you've, you've been in professional hockey arenas before, right? You've been yes. in, yeah, this situation. Yes. So in the corner, kind of just by the face oh, off. So hold on. So like you, you talked last week, you took him to a game, but now you're talking about he went and played on the ice. Yeah. So, well, I didn't. He did. His team had. He did, yeah. Yeah. Had ice time at Rogers Arena. So they had a scrimmage. They didn't have quite enough te- um, kids on their team to make two teams to have a scrimmage. So they invited a few other kids and had a, you know, like a, a scrimmage. So they mixed the players up and wore their jerseys and everything. And I went to take some photos and so I went, I know that there's a spot where the photographers for the teams kind of position themselves and there's a cutout in the glass that you can go down and shoot through the glass, put your lens actually right, uh, right through. So you don't have that obstruction. And Uh yeah, I, I did that, which is fun and challenging because hard to turn the camera and get views of anything other than basically right where the hole is pointed. So how big is the cutout? It's, it's basically big enough for like the 70 to 200 lens with maybe two inches on either side of the lens without the hood on. So like you have like no room to basically turn, especially a longer lens like that. So you can't, can't really turn. So yeah, your area of what you're shooting is really just kind of right out in front of the net or guys as they come behind the net towards you. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, it where, was where, to... where is this located? Like, uh, like when the, like the goal line that comes right across to the, the boards, are you even with the goal line? No, no, you're kind of more, um, closer to the face off. So it's not the best. I'd actually prefer it to be more in the corner there. So you could get an angle that sort of shows the slot, shows the goalie, but it's actually more. Right. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of, yeah, they didn't, they don't, I don't think they thought it through a hundred percent. I also am curious. As well, to I think what, they did. I actually, that's why I ask. I think they thought it through because the chances of a puck coming that direction, uh, like on a 90 and coming through that hole are very slim. If you go sure. down, the further you go down into the corner, the more risk you run. Right. I was thinking more about whether or not where the best photos you'd get. And so the spot right. that, yes, you're right. Um, but in terms of the angle for the best photos, I think they want to be able to see the, like when the guy kind of is scoring and as it goes past the line, like, I think it's great for that angle. If you manage to capture it just right. The hard part is I would think for the NHL, anyways, it moves so fast that you basically just have to sit there and watch right there that one spot and so the guy has to come right perfect perfectly through there to get the shot you want the interesting part is that some of the i I follow a guy who's a canucks photographer and uh and i know uh people who are who know him and i follow his stuff on instagram and his shots from rogers arena from that spot are amazing so he's obviously um a lot better at it than i am i did get some good photos um, Wait, what's that but, guy's name? So we can all have a look. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, maybe you I'll follow think of three it. people, and two of them are are me. Yeah, I, I I will I will I will come up with it. I will. I just have to think about it. Sorry, um, you caught me off guard with a question. Um, but yeah, the photos okay. look great. And and what I did realize, I mean, in when they shoot during the game, they have all these kind of um, radio synced lights that also go from what I understand. So they're yep. high up and they just give you enough flicks of light to really make the photos pop. But 
even without that, there is so much light on the ice at, uh, at those professional, professional rinks. Like I, instead of shooting on ISOs of 8,000, I think I'm shooting on like 2,500. Like that's for the, for one 2,000th of a second with an F4 lens. Like it's, it's Mm -hmm. amazing how much light. And even then the light on the ice sometimes looks overexposed and I have to even just turn that down a bit. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing how much light um, they, they put out for those venues. So, um, yeah, it was fun. And I got some good photos, uh, again, because most of them are not of my kid and I didn't really get anything terrific of Jack because just a matter of where it was on the ice and he's a D man. He's playing on the far side of the ice more. Um, they didn't switch ends or anything like that. So, uh, a lot of good pictures of other kids that I don't have permission to post just yet. So we'll see. I'm just just editing the photos today. It took me a while to get around to it, and then maybe once I send them all out, maybe I'll uh, I'll try to get some permission to post a couple of photos. But it was fun. You you actually unlock this piece of glass on the boards to access it. Like so, it's all kind of sealed up, and it has this fancy little Tetris like effect to kind of get it out and open and through, so that you can actually stick your camera lens through. And I and I thought okay. for a while. Because there's a lot of people, even though there's no one in the stands other than friends and family watching, there's a lot of security and a lot of people that work at Rogers Arena around. And I was actually surprised that I didn't get booted from doing this. I thought for sure I was going to get booted because I heard other people did get booted. But I guess I looked professional enough that they just let me be. So, Obviously, Hosers fans. Yeah. So it was, it was funny. I was getting texts from other parents saying, can you try to get a shot of my kids too? Because I was booted from that spot on the other side of the rink. And, uh, Oh really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they yeah. had their phones or something, right? I, who knows? Who knows? No, I, I doubt. I yeah. imagine it was some sort of camera, but maybe, but so I'm um, looking at, I'm I did looking not. At you, you seem to follow, you follow a guy named Bob Frid. Yes. That's who it is. There you go. Yeah. This He's, is how he, I'm, I, I should be a professional Googler. Honestly. So he, he does the Canucks. He does the Vancouver Whitecaps. He does a lot of the UBC uh, sport teams. But yeah, so I I know people that are very, um, I know people well enough that know Bob. And the funny thing is, is Bob, um, when I was a grad student at UBC, Bob um, worked at UBC. And so I actually knew him then, but that was 25 years ago. He would not probably remember me as a grad student um, back from the UBC days. So he, he worked at UBC. And then I think, again, I'm putting words in his mouth, but the story I believe is that he left UBC to pursue his passion as a sports photographer. And now he's, he's the big wig. He does all the, the big high profile sports stuff has all the great access. So his photos are amazing. If anyone wants to check out Bob Frid on uh, Instagram and I should reach out, I, I should have done it a long time ago to see if we could get him as a, a guest on the podcast. Cause I don't think we've ever had really a professional sports photographer but um i should right. reach out and do that which means give me five years and i'll get around to that i just followed him right now live on the air here and so there you I'm go expect- oh there he is hey bob how are you no the um but he's also followed by an, uh, uh well one of our other listeners it says up there uh and then another guy i went to high school i played baseball with when i was a kid so we so have I think some he's a i think he's a richmond guy and i think my wife knows people connected to him that are in the teaching world. So I think there's lots of connections out there. So 
Um, but he wouldn't remember me from grad school, I don't think. So I was kind of like, hey, how do I send this text? Like, I'm stalking you, um, looking at your photos. I mean, like, yeah, I know people that you know. Like, yeah, it just sort of seems weird. So, yeah, go ahead. You reach I out think to there's him. Probably Tell him you know me. Yeah, well, tell we me, should... T- tell him you know me and that'll really get us in. Yeah. Yeah, if we can't, if we can't at least get in contact with this guy, um, we are pathetic losers. <laughs> I say we, but this one's kind of on you, so... Yeah, that's <clears throat> true. There's that. All right, well, check it out. And so, uh, are you going to post any of these pictures? Did you already say that while I was Googling and I wasn't I, listening? I have no permissions as of right now, but I will right. uh, I will go about obtaining some of those. So, I, I'll, I'll try to get some picture permission and then post some photos. You are the exact opposite of Chuck Berry in terms of permission, I'll tell you that. Mm, okay. <laughs> Google that one. Google that one, yeah. everybody. Chuck yeah, Berry sure. photography. You're going to be, you know what? Don't Google it. You'll be on a list somewhere. Uh, yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right. Uh, so we got snow back again. That was my whole story. Yours was way better. See? I'm just saying it starts snowed here. Yeah. Well, you didn't have that ready. That was a fluke. I mean, okay. <laughs> I got a broken clock in the house, man. It's right twice a day. Don't worry about that's, it. That's okay? right. Yeah. All right. So did you shoot anything interesting besides that? No, no, that, that's all. That was all, I was, I'm, I was all full up on interesting. Did you shoot any video of that? No, someone else did, another parent did. So I was just in charge oh, of okay. some stills. So one of the other parents who's better at tracking video for hockey than I am, I kind of get nauseous doing it. Um, he, he's been oh. our video guy, just with a handheld camera, but it ends up like, it's, it, it does a good job. The, the video stuff that, uh, that he takes looks great. And, uh, best part is I'm not doing it. So. Yeah. That's always the best. As long as you, it's someone you can trust to do it well, which just sounds like you, you, you have that. Um, then, then you're good to go. It's, it's when you don't have anybody or the guy's like, yeah, I can do it. And then like, they call him, you know, lens cap Johnson. You're like, oh boy, this is going to be, this is going to be bad. Um, that, that, that's when you want to step in, but. Good for you. Right. All right. So I shot, oh, did I shoot? A uh, couple things. We went, uh, I had, so there's no softball team, girls softball team, like girls. There's a women's softball team in tubing, but there's no girls, like, like say 15 under. I don't know what you'd even call it, right? There's no team. And so I've decided I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to invent a team so that my daughter can play. Who She's 11. Okay. Okay. And so I want to, I was like, you know what? If my, my advice to my kids is always, and this is my advice to everybody is basically be the change that you want to see. Now, it's not really my advice. Somebody much more important than me gave that. And I, I, I I don't know, Martin Luther King. I don't know who it was. Somebody, somebody good. And, uh, and so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to make a team. And so I basically, I got in touch with her, her PE teacher and was like, Hey, how about we come out and just take over your PE class one day? And uh, just teach softball. And his response was, yeah, I still get paid if I sit on the bench and do nothing. So go nuts. Okay. Um, he was more, he was actually more enthusiastic than that. So we went, we went out and in, in the gymnasium and we taught, we taught softball. So I thought I would take my camera and get a couple of cool action shots to really sell this so we can promote this. And I didn't get any. I got none because it is tough to make new new people look good at softball when you don't know how the game works. So that was interesting. Okay. Uh, but but that camera is good though. Uh, it was the R six I took, 
with a 50 yeah. mil lens, which in the gym, it, it is phenomenal. It's just, I had nothing to really point it at. So right. I blame, I externalize that one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, nice group photo though, but yeah. And then I made, uh, and oh, and so I also want to expand my son's uh, 12 and under league. There are teams that he plays on. So I shot an ad. Uh, it's going to be a poster. It's actually, this is, this is, I, I made a poster, which is like, like a, like a, a landscape version. And then I made an Instagram version, which looks better on Instagram when it's up and down. So this is the Instagram version. Okay. So the, the kids yeah. are actually a little smaller in the frame than they would be in the actual print poster. I like the print poster better, but I figured I'd share this one since it's, it's going to go on Instagram anyway. Yeah. And so, uh, I shot this. Okay, qu quick using, question. Oh, sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, you go ahead. No, go ahead. You you start. No, no, no. You finish finish what you're saying, and then I just I, mean, I have a question after. Okay. Does it have to do with how I cut the kids out of the background? No. Okay, that's what I was going with because I use the the um, isolate. What do you call it? Like the subject select subject option in Photoshop with the. There's the the uh, cloud version that does a better job. Yeah, it also also uploads your kids' pictures to China, I assume, but still totally worth it because it does an unbelievable job of cutting the kids out of the background. Um, yeah, like with the, especially with the hair, uh, it does a great job. And so, uh, anyway, that's what I use, and then and put it all together using this. Okay. So, uh, there must be uh, a simple one click nowadays that will auto populate the shadows based on where your subjects are is that is that a thing there's gotta be just the one part that strikes me about this is like it should be so easy to just based on all the little filters and tools they have in photoshop now to just click something that would give you the natural shadows like where Sam's arm and glove is behind the, oh, the right. girl in the middle and where the girl on the right is behind the girl in the middle. Like there should be shadows there. And then the cutouts are good and it's, it's, it all looks good, but I'm like, just, if there was just an auto yeah, you're right. shadow tool, like it would just bring it all together. Like they're actually standing there as opposed to three cut and paste jobs. You know what? Okay. So a couple things and one, I'm really glad you brought this up. Um, and the, and spoiler alert, it's gonna get awkward in a second. The okay. uh, I never thought of the so I never cared about like I didn't want it to look necessarily natural like they're all in the same image necessarily. But now that you mention it, the lack of of a shadow from her right arm that's holding the bat is incongruous and looks silly when there's a shadow from Sam's glove on his own shirt. Right. That is a bad combo. I don't mind it so much on, on the shirt sleeve. On the other side, it's like, all right, it's a dark shirt. On you know, It doesn't really matter. But that's the one, you're right, that sort of gives it away. Now, um, as I was going to mention later on in, in the show, but we will never get there, uh, I, took great, I actually took great care in lighting this um, very, very subtly. That, so I, I tried to, do, to, pan, to evenly, evenly light the girl in the middle light her face evenly on both sides and then Sam light his left side slightly warmer than the, the off. So as if it's a, a light coming from the center and then falling off on the right side of his face, camera mm -hmm. left. Mm -hmm. 
And then the boy on the right. That's where it gets awkward. <laughs> because you called him a girl. Okay. Now, he does have pretty, pretty hair. There's no question about it. Yes. So it's not really your fault. Anyway, but I, I did I did subtly light him so the right side of his face is 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 slightly brighter and the shadow falls off. So it does look like motivated light. Um I'm glad I'm glad you brought it up though. The uh I was a little bit worried that especially at this age, it is 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 it is is it confusing to, you know, the boy girl situation. No. Well, it was to you. <laughs> you fumbled it. Right. Yeah. No, I did not. Okay. Oh, it's all good. No, I, I, I like I, I like I like the photo. Should I go back and play the tape? Sure. I like No, I like you're the, you're allowed to I like the okay. photo. Um it looks good. I I think that as a poster, I'm nitpicking the the shadow thing, but I I just brought the point was of all of that is that there's got to be a simple fix for, yeah. for this situation based on how easy they're making everything with the neural filters and these one click, like, wow, that just fixed everything. Um, yes. There's got to be a shadow tool. And if not, let's go Photoshop. Come on, Adobe, get on this. There's got to be a way they, once you have this image to say, oh, it's a, it's a composite of a couple photos, put the shadows where they belong. They should have that. I bet you that comes out on the next uh, edition. Uh, once Spielberg hears this, he's going to call his friends at Adobe and let them know that's what should happen next. Right. Right. Now, where, where this shines, where, like, so I shot these kids on a white background because I was going to use their picture for something else, like, actually as a white background photo. Um, okay. you, you could essentially shoot on any color background as long as it's, you know, easy to see, as long as you separate from the background somewhat. It does a very good job of going in when you use that cloud version of it, when you click on it, um, so much so that if you look at the girl in the middle, well, the girl, look <laughs> at her hair, look at how fine a job it does on her left side of her hair. Right. Yeah. Because there's like the, that, the wispy that bits. That did that. Yeah. Yeah. The wispy bits. Normally I would cut that out, you know, with like a butter knife and it would look right. terrible. Um, which the one on, on the boy on the right didn't do right. as good a job, so it's not quite. You can sort of see around his right ear; it's a little bit. Yeah, uh, it's, you very, you very much kind of did a haircut. Yeah, I had to there. There was a little bit too much going on uh, in terms of that. Like I think he might have been playing with a balloon with his hair just before that, so it was a little bit of an issue. Um, but great job on the the one in the middle. So the the, the amount of time because I I end up doing this when you create different posters or covers or whatever it is or baseball, hockey cars, whatever you're going to do, the time saver on this is mind-blowing. Because I've never really liked it before in the past. I'm like, ah, it does an okay job, but not as good as I do. Except this thing does it in one one-thousandth of the time it takes me. And and so I will be doing this from now on. It is It is fantastic. Okay. Anyway, also you should come and mock Mitt. That's that's the the point of that poster. You should mock Mitt. That means come and play, come and play with us. That's what we're saying. Okay, mock Mitt. Mock Mitt. All right. And then, uh, as I mentioned, it snowed, 
And so uh, it, we have a little bit of snow where we are, but if we drive like 20 minutes away, uh, you can kind of get up in the smaller little foothills where they have much more snow. And so we went tobogganing today. And uh, so I took, I don't have my, I don't have my old 40D anymore. I gave it to the kids. So my, my Mark three, my 5D Mark three is my new burner. And, uh, and so I took that today, which I haven't shot with in a long time. I haven't shot with a mirrored camera in a long time. Boy, it felt bulky for one. Uh, But so I took that and the 85 mil uh, prime lens and shot a few photos. And so the the series the, the series of three photos I'm go, I'm gonna call these Instagram versus reality. <laughs> okay. So you look at the first two photos, it looks like this snow paradise, right? Yeah. And then you just turn around ninety degrees or one hundred eighty degrees, and this is actually the amount of people that are there just burning up the the, the hill. Okay. So not exactly the paradise it looks like, but. If you choose your background correctly, you can fool everybody into thinking that you live uh, the best life of all time. Okay. Well, it's I still just because there's lots of people out tobogganing, that might be the best life. No, they were losers. Oh, okay. All right. No, no. It, it, was, it was. It was actually. I'm, I'm not making a note. And in all fairness to everybody, everybody was very nice. And uh, it's just that there were too many people. And no. Despite them being Germans and very well organized and efficient, um, when it comes to this, they don't organize the lane to walk back up the hill. So they just walk, they go down and then just walk right back up the same path they went down and it doesn't work. You're going to get hit, you're going to get hit by my kids. That's what's going to happen. Okay. So anyways, that was it. That was, did you shoot anything interesting and came up snake eyes on that. So... (laughs) All right, photo challenge. Let's get into the photo challenge. Want to see what that's about? Now it was based on last week's show. It was the uh, the darkened background, and so I'm going to go first this week. Here's a shot of my daughter with the darkened background. Okay. The end. Now it's up to you. Um. So what's the what's the key light? So you've got a very blue dark light. Uh, in behind her because it's snowy and so it casts that sort of blue color or at least that's where you went by gelling some sort of light or to make the mm-hmm. contrast yeah so is that a flash that you're using or is what 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 is the it's very it is a flash pinky yep. whatever that mode the key light the key light is very pink relative to the blue so i'm guessing that was that was all that was the intention to really draw attention to how dark the background is. I was going dark. Well, how blue it was, you mean? Like I was, I'm, Sorry, I was mixing blue. the blue, blue and the orange. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it doesn't seem orange. It seems, at least to my yeah. eye, I don't maybe see colors the same way that you do, but it seems maroon. In that you light. see them better. The light. The it light. is. Okay. Yeah. So this is an example of. Uh, I'll come out and say what everybody's thinking. This photo uh, sucks. Uh, Not good at all. I went too far. I went too far on everything. On purpose? Maybe. Maybe, Adam. Maybe this was a learning tool for everybody, okay? (laughs) Before you get super judgmental. Uh, So, yeah. So, no, my my plan was I was going to separate. I wanted to make the background go like that sort of blue and uh, and then have like a nice orange key light 
And I was like, so I went in, in my bag and I grabbed a, a CTO and unbeknownst to me, well, beknownst to me very quickly, I accidentally grabbed the never used double CTO. Okay. So you have a CTO, color temperature orange, you usually have a half CTO and a, and a quarter CTO. And sometimes you go eighth and three quarters, it depends on what you have in there. But so I have a bunch. I typically use the full CTO every now and then, now and again. The half CTO gets a lot of workout. Like that's a, typically the range you want to be. But if you really want to slam at home, you go with the full CTO and then you accidentally grab the double and you think, I got this. If some is good, Adam, more is must better. be better. Yeah. Yeah. It's just logic. Um, so I grabbed it and went with it and I was like, you know what? I got outside and shot and looked at it and thought, no, this is terrible. Even if I white balance it in the camera, even though I'm shooting raw and I can change it later, I'm balancing it outside. This is around like four o'clock in the afternoon. So it's a late, later evening for the wintertime light. And so it's kind of a little bit blue anyways. And so I'm balancing this in camera for 3,200 for, for, for an incandescent bulb. And it's still coming in super orange. The, the light on her face, the key light. Uh, so I dialed it back even more just to make it a little bit orange, which then makes the, the background super crazy blue, which is the technical term. Okay. It's, it's in this case, I think it's too much. Now it's too much because the position of the light is terrible. This doesn't look like any light. Where's this light coming from? Right. No, you don't know. You don't have an answer. Questions I was asking myself. Yeah. Yeah. So you're looking at this and, you're, and, 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 and it's like, well, you're not, this doesn't look like a thing. This looks like something that you stuck a, a, a light with a double CTO in a, in a, with an umbrella and put it just out of frame and snapped a photo of your daughter because she'd had enough of you. And, right. uh, you'd be right. That's what <laughs> happened here. So this is not, I, I should have moved the, the flash a little more forwards and had at least have a, a nicer light on most of her face instead of the massive difference in the, 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 the orange and the blue and, and the light in the dark. Right. However, it does meet the criteria, criteria of the challenge. And then the background is darker. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Who's the dummy now? That's right. No, you did it. Congratulations. Yeah. I won. I won yeah. hosers. All right. <laughs> Let's have a look at yours. Here's a much better photo. I didn't really do exactly. I mean, I kind of did the challenge. I, I had an idea of doing this outside, but it was really crappy outside when I had my willing participant for the photo. So this was going to be right. an, an indoor shot. And our entire house is white white walls white doors white white all around and so i thought okay well i'm gonna try to make it not as white so i went with gray so sarah okay as the willing participant is wearing like a white sort of sweater and i thought okay, why was well, she willing because she's not normally willing right uh i don't know just in a, in a cooperative mood i guess so no she was okay. she, she said she was gonna participate i had said like she said, first she said, we'll just do sunny. I said, well, it's always sunny. And, uh, and it's Jack. It's been sunny and Jack uh, a number of times. So 
Uh, she's been MIA from the photo challenge for a while. So I thought, okay, let's, let's do something. And I went with like a clamshell sort of lighting thinking I'm going to use the soft box. I'm going to, I have, it's kind of a tight space hallway in front of her, her door that we're going to shoot this in. So I thought I can get a little bit of depth and hopefully there's enough room to kind of throw the light in front of her and uh, on low power, kill all the ambient, just shoot with flash only, and then do a clamshell bounce from underneath and kind of give it that, I don't know, skincare commercial look. And, uh, and so that, and so so that's what we did. And I love this, this lighting. I don't do it that often, this clamshell effect. So the soft box is up nice and high and feathered in front. And then there's uh, one of those, I don't know what they're, 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 they're car shades, you know, the big silver car shade that uh-huh. you put on in the summer. Like, so I like that as a bounce cause it's nice and big. And so my wife is holding that and sort of shaping it from underneath. And then boom, I get between the clamshell, take the shot and, and there you go. So 85 mil with um, the R6 on the eye focus and the 85 mil sometimes can be hard to keep both eyes in focus, but the eye focus uh, tool definitely makes that easier. So uh, that's all sure. I just, and then I just chose the, which smile I like, cause there's a, a large variety and different looking off camera versus looking at the camera. And I, I chose this, this is what I call the teenage smile. The, there's no, there's never any teeth unless you get an in between. It's also the me smile to be fair. That's the, that's the outrage. Yeah. So you, you invented this one. So yeah, yeah. I like, I like, well, she has all her show. teeth though. That's the difference. That's true. Yeah. She's got, she's got her teeth. So yeah, that's it. And then I don't know if it truly qualifies, although technically the background is darker than the foreground. It's not, I needed more depth, um, which I don't have in the hallway with my setup to, to truly right. get more darkness in the background. No, yours is more subtle, and 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 considering it is a white background now, you have it falling off to gray. I, I do think this qualifies. I begrudgingly, begrudgingly, it qualifies, um, and it is a much better. But I'm looking at this picture, and I'm like, am I looking into a mirror? Like she has my skin almost. It's almost identical. <laughs> um, yeah. Good for her for keeping up such a tough regimen. Um, yeah. So there, there's that. Now, does she like the picture? Is she using this? Is this on her profile? Uh, I don't think, yeah, she's like, I think she's fine with it. I think she's like, I don't like my smile there. So no, of course not. There's there, you're never going to satisfy, um, yeah, the, the 15 year old population with this photo, but that's weird because I'm actually using this, using this as my photo, uh, my, my profile photo now. Yeah. I I like the photo and then I know that she'll need an eight by 10, um, for her next upcoming show. We always have to do one. She likes to have a different one. So I'm hoping we can use this as her eight by 10 for her next musical theater uh, performance, which will be kind of in, I think it's June. Yeah. All right. Hopefully yeah. they're doing something serious that doesn't require smiles. Yeah. No, I think they're not. I think it's Shrek. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Well, I have to redo it with a smile then. Yeah. You can't go wrong. I think it's, I think it's a great photo and she should be, she should be thrilled. I mean, this is the thing is she must be excited that, uh, she's not excited, but her friends should be excited that she, she gets such great, cool photos to use. No, the, I don't uh, think so. I don't, I don't think anybody cares. No, nobody cares uh, ever. Yeah. All right. Well, so wonderful, <laughs> wonderful, wonder, I can't even say wonderful world that we've crafted for ourselves then. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the topic this week, I, I decided to just bring it, and, and this is perfect that you took your photo and I took mine. It, it's like it's like kismet, I think. Like it works out. Um, 
the topic this week is overdoing it. Okay. Now, that's what I did. I, 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 I definitely, I, I took my shot. Um, I knew while I was shooting it, like it wasn't my intent. I didn't go out intending to overdo it. But the second I got set up, I was like, oh no, I am taking this and running with it. Like I, I, I in a bad way. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna show it anyways, even though I could have made a very simple correction and made it eh, instead of the uh I didn't. So overdoing it. Now, I actually recommend every now and then going so far over the top. Just so do you know why, Adam? Um so that maybe you know for next time to dial it back a little bit. You should know what terrible is. You should see terrible and go, oh, yes. And I even wrote down the phrase, dial it back. So good for you, Adam. <laughs> um, don't do it when it's, you know, something important. Uh, but go ahead when you're out shooting and, and just go, you know what? I'm going to push this as far as I can and push this effect and see what happens. And then you can look, get back and go, oh, yeah, don't do that anymore. I learned, let's learn from this. What are, th- think back to when you were brand new, especially. Because obviously you went the other way and you went very, very subtle. And and looks very good. Like your your light looks like a a very very excellent version of real life, right? And mine looks like a horrible version of a fake life. <laughs> so think back to your when you when you're first starting out way back in 2011. What were your common moves of going too far before you even knew any better? What was the, what was the first thing that you did photography wise that went too far? Do you remember? Uh, probably just the 1.8 or 1.4, whatever the lens would (laughs) would do. And so, you know, just to make everything go out of focus. Yeah. That was mine as well. Not only was it mine, I remember it being yours as well. Cause of course, why wouldn't it be? I did the exact same thing. That's what I wrote down. The first move was. I wrote down F1.4, but you're right. We, it was an F1.8 that we started on. It was the crappy Nifty 50, Plastic yeah. Fantastic, whatever that was. Um, but even then, even then when you went to 1.4, which wasn't long after, it was like, well, I'm still doing this. Again, some is good, more must be better. Yeah. And at that point, all your friends who had a digital camera, which at the time it was a camera, not a phone, Every, it was, it, everything was, it was a tiny little sensor. Everything was in focus. There was no, you know, how do you make the background blurry? Like that, that didn't exist. There was no programs to do that on your computer. So if that was the mark of a professional photographer was the, 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 the kick-ass bokeh. Right. And then you realize later, like, well, I actually get really nice bokeh at F4. Forget it. I'm going F1.8. Forget it. Everything, <laughs> everything is 1.8. Yeah. So that was one that, uh, well, well, what did you shoot yours at? What? I want to know what you shot yours at this week. Two, eight, two, eight. Yes. Two, eight. There you go. Yeah. Completely reasonable. Now it's also a very good, like it, this is, it's a very good use of depth of field though. So, well, and she's pretty close that, okay, to the what? background. That's, that's why the two, eight, cause, cause I could have normally yeah. I would just 85, I'd go F4, but because she's pretty close to that back door. I wanted the lines of the door and that to be kind of blurred um, so that they weren't distracting and therefore the 2.8, yeah. Exactamundo. I mean, I went with an F4 because I shot with a 70 to 200, but if, if I was with the, on the 85, I would have shot F2.8. In fact, I think that's what the, the snow images of my kids are, I believe is at F2.8 
just to just to really really blast that background. F four probably would have been better. So there's that. I'm actually looking at it now. I shot those at F four. I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, what's your? You said you had a second one. You had a second oh, one. What was your? What was your next off one? Off camera flash. It was like oh, <laughs> go like completely like at a ninety degree and just prove to everybody that that flash couldn't possibly be on camera. I would go so far that it would be back on the camera. I'd do a full 360. <laughs> that is how far off camera I would go. No, you're 100% right. That, that, that's what I did with my, my, the, my photo this week. It's, it's at a full 90. And it looks stupid. But I definitely have it off camera. So you right. know that. You know I'm professional. Uh, on top of that, yeah, that was everything I did was like, oh my god! When it, once it was off camera, it was like, oh, this is this is game on. F one four ninety degrees, let's roll. And on top of that, I would overlight everything. Like everything looked a hundred percent lit. Right, like four lights, five lights. Let's get as many lights as we possibly can. Oh yeah, even if it was one light though, in like in the case of this week, even if it was one light it still looks overlit. Like right. the contrast, like I would go like, well, yeah, you got to have, not only is it off camera, but you got to have like a huge contrast and that shadow. And then it's got to be, you know, and then the, the background, like it just, it, it just was like, okay, enough, buddy. We get it. You bought, you, you bought a $80, $80 trigger for your, good, good for you. Um, so it was that it would always look overlit. Now, so I do suggest everybody do that. If if you if you don't know if if you're still you know getting used to to, to doing off camera flash, definitely overlight it, bring it ninety degrees, and then figure out what looks good. Now, typically, I try to do in normal life. I try to motivate light, meaning right. if if I'm outside like this, and you know where would actual light come from, I try to mimic that light but make it better, like the like like Adam did in his photo the best version of that hallway light. Now, you probably have nice, even like, you know, light in the, in the ceiling, you know, pot lights, or we call them uh, recessed lighting that makes a nice, a nice well-lit hallway, but it's not going to give you the effect that you have on, in, in the shot of your daughter. Right. So, so you're taking that thing and it, it looks like the best version of that hallway light. Well done. Uh, I have one more. I have one more example of going too far. And I think you you would probably be the exact same. Okay. For the first 11 years of having the 70 to 200 mil lens, it was a 200 mil lens. Right. Yeah, that's true. Just everything's like, well, why wouldn't I focus? Why wouldn't I zoom all the way in? I can zoom all the way in. I'll zoom all the way in. Um. I still kind of do it. I still, I still start at 200 and then work my way back to like 135. I, I yeah. rarely, rarely shoot at 70 mils. I, I, I am also this way. Yeah. This is the one example that I find uh, less egregious though, because I happen to like that lens at that end of it. Once you get around the 70 mil, it's, it's more so that I'm, I'm expecting to shoot something at 200 and all of a sudden it's closer. So I'm like, all right, I'll just shoot at 70 because I have to. Right. But typically, if I know I'm going to, I would shoot with the 85. Me too. Okay, there you go. Write that one down. But definitely go too far and then dial it back. So I shot my, my daughters, I think, 
I'm not sure which one I selected, but I shot most of them at 200, some of them around the 135, and uh, that, that's that's why the background is so out of focus in that one. All right. Uh, so typically, I strive for, this is how I wrote it down, awesome but invisible, right? Okay. Um, and my example was the Instagram lighting on the kids that Adam tore holes at, uh, in because of the, the, the missing shadow. But in terms of the, the lighting, I was very specific on how the light hit the girl in the middle's face and then would fall off to either outside of uh, the outside subject. So very particular on that because that's kind of how light would exist in if they were standing together, shadows aside. It would kind of hit them and fall off on the outside. So that was my, my plan to be invisible, which I could not do had I not gone too far uh, in the past and dialed it back. Right. Okay. There you go. Uh, monthly challenge for this month is trains brought to you by Tommy G. Put that on Instagram. Hashtag two hosers monthly challenge. Hashtag hey hosers. Even better. Do both of those and tag us at two hosers. And we'll get to that in uh, two weeks from now. Challenge for next week, Adam. I don't have anything written down. I need your, I need your input on this one. Okay. Well, you being the winner, you're the one, you clearly won this week. Mine was terrible. Um, okay. I'm going to beat you next week. Okay. And also have a better photo. <laughs> uh, okay. What are we doing? What do you want to get ready for trains, like planes, automobiles? What do you want to do? Uh, either of those are fine. Vehicles? No, those both suck. I was just no. joking. How about lines or... We haven't done like leading lines or lines, some sort of lines. Lines. Okay. Lines. Linear. <laughs> Linear. Oh, don't make it weird. Uh, <laughs> remember how you, I went going too far? That was it. You did. Lines. 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 Yeah. All right. Challenge for next week is lines. Meanwhile, websites, Adam, still uh, abstaining from the internet. Yeah. Nowhere. Nowhere to be found. Good for you. Go ahead and try. I dare you. Google, Google Sophie Schwartz. No, what was the name I used? I forget now. Uh, Judy? Was it Judy? Judy. Judy Schwartz. Google Judy Schwartz. You won't find them. Don't worry yeah. about it. My stuff, though, you can find it at alanatrich.com if you want to see some photos from 2012. Uh, com. About to get that fired up again. We'll talk about that next week. And uh, the two of us at twohosers.com where you can go to find all the links, the photos, everything we just talked about. And that's it. Until next week, get out there and make better photos. Mm-hmm.